0: You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta, keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
1: In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody! And today we are talking about another industry, and we are talking about the janitorial industry, and that it really it services a wide sector of of industries, uh, from medical to hospitality to. Uh, in- industrial. I mean, there's tons of uh, construction. We sold a big construction company, uh, cleaning company, and uh, it's a great business. I mean, Jessica, I mean, you're seeing that out there too. It's worldwide.
0: Yeah, it's a great business. It's one of those industries that really, um, you know, does well in every market. It's also what we would call recession resistant or even recession proof when you're providing cleaning services for some of these commercial enterprises. And like one of our interviews, John Woodall says, you know, a business can't just decide to not clean its building during a recession or an office landlord can't decide to stop providing cleaning services to their tenants. So it's, it's a really great industry um, that provides stability, stable cash flow. It's one of those businesses that really creates recurring monthly revenue from the contracts that you get. And and it's also one that there's a lot of opportunity in the marketplace right now.
2: Yeah, it continues to grow. Obviously, with people getting busier, just residential cleaning continues to grow. And then there's str- You know, the rules and and stringent rules in the healthcare industry and in the hospitality industry, you're seeing that, you know, people are having to up their game. And especially, I even think with uh, social media and people talking about restaurants and hospitality and medical, that you're seeing that people are uber uh, sensitive to making sure their places look clean.
0: Right. And even in some marketplaces, like I know in California, you even get cleanliness ratings on your restaurants now. So it's, it's uh super, a big business. I mean, restaurants is just one component of it. Like you mentioned, Andy, there's all kinds of niches. Um, I always say, I mean, think about the cleaning companies that provide services to car dealerships. I mean, that's, those are big contracts, right? They get their dealerships cleaned week on a probably weekly basis, but Also, if you're thinking about buying or selling in this specific industry right now, the two interviews we have today are going to give you some great background information about what you should be looking for. In terms of valuation, though, janitorial is really one of those industries where we have talked previously about quantity and quality of earnings driving valuation. Right, Andy?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, as the earnings go up, so do the multiples. And I think that's a factor of obviously risk when you're buying a business. But, you know, it's certainly true in this uh, in this industry where you could literally start from scratch. I mean, there's been some huge businesses that where people started with a mop and a vacuum and they went to work and they built a business and then sold it for literally multi, multi millions of dollars. And it comes down to service, and it comes down to a lot of things. And then quality of earnings uh, also drives the multiple. We had a large uh, cleaning company once upon a time that, uh, talk about recession proof, right? It was in the restaurant space, but they had two major clients, two major clients. One of them was over 60% of their of their uh, revenues, and uh, they lost that client as we were trying to sell them. Now, the good news was- uh, they eventually got that client back, and and they sold the business for I think a better part of twenty million dollars, uh, and it, and it, it started out as fifteen. So they got the client back, but again, the multiple was kind of down because uh, they had a customer concentration issue. But like you said, recurring revenues. Uh, if you have a, co- a diverse customer base, and as those multiple as those earnings go up uh, to, toward a million dollars, the multiples go up.
0: All right. So if you're in the business right now and you're thinking about selling, I mean, the good news is janitorials is pretty much what most buyers ask for. They ask for a business that's recession resistant, that has recurring revenue. So there's plenty of buyers willing and able to purchase the business right now. Like Andy said, the multiples vary everything from, you know, one times to four times to, I, I know Andy sold one that was over 10 times at, at one point. So it really varies based on that quantity and quality. And then if you're a buyer, think about the opportunities that are available right now. We've talked about the baby boomers retiring, but this is another one of those industries that you will see a lot of turnover in the next few years, especially these small mom and pops. And this is another opportunity where you could do a growth through acquisition or roll a lot of small mom and pops together and create a pretty big impact in your marketplace right away.
2: Yeah, and again, it comes down to this is low tech, So it's easy to kind of grasp. Uh, You are managing people. So that's your kind of uh, that's kind of the thing that you're going to have to get used to that you're dealing with uh, blue collar workers. But if you get a good quality, a good reputation, you do the right thing by people. If you're in a place where the population is growing, growing, which is almost everywhere, uh, you are going to do well. And, and, And so therefore, it's kind of a low risk business to get into.
0: I think it's, it's a great industry. I'm glad we're exploring it today. We have two great interviews um, and also some experts on with our some deals and listings of the week. But let's just jump in. Let's do it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Welcome back, everybody. And today we're talking all things janitorial and cleaning businesses. And joining me today, I'm very excited to have an expert in the industry, John Woodhall, who is a business broker with our Transworld Rocky Mountain office, but also has a ton of personal experience in this industry. So, John, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Jess. Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: So just give us a quick, uh, give the listeners a quick background about you and, and your business background and kind of how you ended up being a broker.
3: Okay. Yeah, so I, um, I purchased a uh, janitorial business back in 2005. I had uh, you know, sort of a finance background, didn't have any experience in the janitorial industry, so to speak. But I had uh, embarked on looking to purchase my own business and came across that janitorial commercial cleaning industry as a great business to get into because, uh, one, I think it's low capital intensive um, I think two was the fact that it's, you know, um, you know, a somewhat fragmented industry. So, you know, with operational, um, you know, efforts, I think you can do some things to, um, take advantage of the marketplace. And then, you know, it's the other great thing about it is it's a month to month, uh, revenue business. So it sort of gives you, especially when you haven't, don't have experience in a particular industry. Um, with this one, with the month to month revenue, it kind of gives you that runway to learn the industry. And, um, you anyway, know, yeah, so I ran the business. I bought, I bought a business, uh, like I said, back in 2005 and, um, you know, ran it for 12 years. I think we grew it from about 20 employees up to, you know, 100 or 120 employees. And uh, we exited the business um, in 2017. And I used Transworld to do that. Um, had a great experience, um, and uh, yeah, and, you know, I uh, once I sold the, the cleaning business. My intent was to purchase another business and um, something that was, uh, let's say, less labor intensive, but um, or with less, um, you know, employees, but something that um, you know would you know, be similar in terms of the sort of monthly recurring revenue idea, but never really never came across anything. And, you know, and eventually, uh, you know, talking, keeping in touch with, uh, you know, the guys over at Trans World specifically, you know, Al Jalkovich, um, you know, decided to take a crack at being a business broker, which I, l- I love.
0: Yeah. And, and now, well, yeah. And it have been super successful. I mean, really built a great business and had a, a nice exit. And now, you know, you help, buyers and sellers in multiple industries, but one of your expertise is janitorial and cleaning because you have so much experience personally. So what are you seeing as the biggest opportunities in the janitorial industry right now?
3: Well, in terms of opportunity, I think janitorial just in general is a great business to be in because it's it's sort of impervious to the fluctuations in the market, um, you know, economics, you know, um, you know, upturns and downturns, even the downturns, you know, the, the, you know, the janitorial industry, people still need to have their buildings cleaned. I mean, they may dial things back a little bit, but, you know, they're, you know, they're always going to need to have people clean the bathrooms. They're always going to need to have, you know, the offices cleaned. And, you know, there's, there's such a wide range of, um, you know, industries to, to service, you know, we, we when we ran our business, we had probably about a third of our business in commercial cleaning. Um, we had about a third probably in restaurants, and then um, you know the rest was like uh, day portering, um, HOA kind of common area cleaning, and then um, you know we did a lot of uh, periodic cleaning, carpets, windows, uh, you know, floor cleaning. So with all that, you know, you really, not, the other thing we do was education. So that was another area. But the, the, obviously all those kinds of businesses that use that service, I mean, they they always need that service. So there's really never an opportunity to say, you know, we're having it, we're struggling through the economy right now. So we need to like, you know, services just never going to be cut, right? When you're at a school, when you're at a restaurant, you always have to have your places cleaned. And a lot of times, you know, I think a lot of companies when, you do go through bad times. They try to, you know, bring things in house, and usually that doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know, uh, labor to have labor to do these uh, to do this work um, and to have a plentiful amount of it, um, you know, it creates the op- an opportunity to sort of be that go-to service provider for you know the, uh, the you know, all the different businesses that you can, you know, work for.
0: Yeah. It's definitely recession resistant. And, you know, I liked, as you were talking, it made me think too, as if I was looking to buy a business, there's so many different verticals you could go into. So maybe you buy a business that just focuses on offices, but you can expand into restaurant work or, you know, um, you know, car dealers, I'm sure car dealers spend a ton of money on cleaning. Um, So there's like a lot of different niches that you could go after, and even like another opportunity you said earlier is that the industry is very, um, you know, it's very fractured right now, right? There's a lot of different small players in the industry, mm-hmm. especially in, well, in Denver, we see that, but I'm and sure in a lot of different markets.
3: Yeah, no, the business is definitely very fragmented. I mean, there's a lot of mom and pops out there um, and, you know, uh, no disrespect to them, but they're, you know, there's just a lot of like, hey, I've, I got my one account um you know i i service this one location i do their carpets or floors and it's sort of the janitorial industry you know it the type of people who work in that industry and do the work they're you know pro- most of them have sort of a full-time job they're looking for something a little part-time after work on the weekends to supplement some income and so that's what it lends itself to this sort of fragmented you know um situation where you have a lot of little small players that might have one or two accounts um yeah now there's you know definitely with you know the fragmentation of the industry you know it's you know creates the opportunity to go out and you know compete and you know become a you know decent sized player in the industry and you know like I said we took it from a 20 person business up to 100 and I had zero experience in the industry. you know just the key I think with you know building a cleaning business one is, you know, finding a good, uh, good people, you know, good mm-hmm. people is the number one thing, um, with any business <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and in particularly with, you know, a cleaning business, um, you know, you know, I think you can really differentiate yourself as long as you, you know, um, treat your people well and, you know, give them the resources and the budget, you know, for them to, you know, clean the buildings and, uh, and be successful.
0: Right. So. Right. Well, that's a perfect um, dovetail to our next question or next topic, which is, you know, what are some things people should look for if they're looking at buying a janitorial business? You know, uh, obviously people, sounds like it's a big one, but is there anything else when they're looking and vetting these businesses to buy they should watch out for?
3: Yeah. I mean, the one thing, I mean, I'm am I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So, the first thing I always look at is, you know, looking at, you know, for any business, but you know, definitely cleaning falls in that category. What's the gross profit? You know, what's it, what's it, what's it taking for me? You know, what's it, what's the amount of money that I'm making on top line and, you know, subtract out, you know, what's costing me to do the work or the providing the service, you know, to, just to, uh, you know, be successful with whatever accounts that the business has. Um, you know, and that need that number needs to be kind of in that, you know, with just gross labor, um, probably needs to be around 65% to, no higher than 70% when you start throwing in insurance and stuff like that, you can bring it down to, you know, 25% gross profit. But you know, I think that's probably the number one thing. Um, you know, the other thing is just, you, you know, who's the, um, you know, kind of the go-to person for the labor. Um, you know, when you hire, when you buy the business, are you going to be the person that's in charge of that labor? Do you have, do you really have a good plan for how you're going to go about, you know, f- um, filling jobs and getting uh, labor for, you know, new, new business that you bring in, um, backfilling, you know, positions that turn over, um, but, you know, so the labor piece of pieces that you really want to think through So you make sure you have a good plan in place to, to move forward. Um, and then I think, you know, what's, you know, getting an understanding. One of the other things that I really liked about the clean business was we had a pretty strong, um, you know, specialty service business, which was like carpets and floors, mm-hmm. you know, do they have one of those because that's where you can sort of, give yourself a little extra bit of cash, um, to, to run your business. And, you know, obviously the more cash you have, the easier it is is to run a business. Um, as long as you have, you know, your cash accounts are positive. So, you know, with the the profitability, it's around 50% on the specialty services. So, you know, I think, you know, if you have a business that's doing say like over 10% of the revenue from that sector, that's a really solid business to
0: look at. Right. And really helps with those gross profit numbers that you mentioned too. So really good advice for buyers listening to the show. If you're considering this industry, there's some great metrics that John just gave you and some keys, making sure you have some niche services within there. But I guess the biggest thing, John, is, you know, you have to actually find the businesses um, that are willing to sell or that are, you know, listed for sale right now. So where do you see the best deals right now? Where are they coming from and how do buyers source them?
3: You know, I think that they kind of come from all, you know, uh, across the board. You know, I mean, there might be a business that's just focused on specialty services. There might be a business that's, you know, just focused on, you know, a certain industry. Um, they might be a generalist. But you know, I think across the industry, there's there's going to be great opportunities. Um, you know, what really sort of the motivating factor for, you know, why somebody is wanting to sell a business um, in the janitorial industry is, you um, you know, it's a it's a it's a very labor intensive you know type business, and you know the 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 frick, the I guess the you know the fragmentation byproduct of that is just that there's a lot of um, you know uh, turnover I guess in terms of people being able to sort of um, survive in the industry, and so um, because of that, I think uh, you know there's there's this opportunity to always you know find businesses and deals that are out there. And, and, you know, a lot of what we do at Transworld, um, you know, like what I do uh, is, you know, I market to directly, you know, cleaning companies, letting them know about, you know, so what my background is and, you know, how it can help them with um, selling their business. And so, you know, business brokers are obviously a great place to, to go to, to find, you know, um, you know, those businesses that are for sale. Um, if, you're, if you're in the industry or you're looking to get into the industry, Reaching out to a broker to help you find that company to you know if you you know to get into the janitorial industry is a great way to go about finding a deal. Um, so yeah, there's there's just opportunities across the board. Um, and then obviously, if you want to you know go after something in the janitorial industry, a broker is a great way to go about it.
0: Awesome. Well, John, this has been extremely helpful. Um, I hope anybody who's listening that um, is interested in this industry has been taking notes along with the the show. But if somebody has additional questions or wants to talk to you about either buying or selling a business in the janitorial or, or any other industry, how would they get in touch with you?
3: Well, I'm. Uh, my number is you uh, my phone number, basically. Yeah, your <laughs>
0: phone, yeah your phone number and your email.
3: My email? Yeah. So I'm John, J-O-H-N at com, And my number is 720-526-0540.
0: Great. And we'll drop those in the show notes for the listeners as well. John, thank you so much for joining us on the deal board and for all this great advice.
3: Thanks, Jess. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week sold.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. And I have a very special guest who has a deep industry knowledge into the janitorial cleaning business. So we're going to talk a little bit about more of the cleaning side uh, because uh, Tom Milana, the, the international sales director who just got back from Spain again, uh, you love that place. Uh, and he has sold several businesses in the space, but we just want to talk about generally some of the pricing models and things like that Tom, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, Andy. Uh, Great to be back here in town. Uh, Spain was awesome. Uh, Definitely making a lot of ground there with with some possible new sellers. Um, But yeah, the janitorial service business, you know, uh, a number of years ago, I opened uh, my own commercial cleaning company from scratch and uh, uh, it really uh, took off. And after about five years, turned around and sold it. And, uh, so th- there's a huge opportunity, you know, um, the, janitor- uh, the janitorial service field has always been a good seller, especially in the highly populated areas. Yeah. Uh, many of the commercial cleaning companies uh, tend to demand a higher price, especially if their bottom line is above the $300,000 marker. Uh, but there's a couple of things that, uh, everybody should understand and, um, probably the number one issue with any commercial cleaning company these days is that all your staff should be W-2 compliant and there should be workers comp in place. And a lot of these smaller uh, janitorial companies are still working with independent contractors. And that makes the the deal a whole lot harder. Yeah. They're coming down on that these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. the, The IRS wants their money. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, over the last couple of years, I've sold numerous cleaning companies uh, of all different sizes. Um, a lot of them have been the janitorial maid service companies where they're, they're either cleaning hotel rooms or they're cleaning individual homes. Uh, these, these types of janitorial companies tend to sell for about two times their bottom line, their, their owner's benefit. Right. Well, that's pretty typical of small business, right? Right. Very much so. Very much so. However, when you start to get into the commercial cleaning industry where they're, say, uh, they're they're doing close to a million dollars a year and their bottom line is at that $300,000 level or larger, uh, at that point, uh, a three-time multiple is certainly warranted.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we see that. Quality and quantity of earnings drive multiples. So that's uh, all great points.
4: One of the uh, one of the difficult things to sell uh, frankly, is a uh, is a cleaning franchise, and, and frankly, there's just not enough profit in it when you have a franchise that's uh, taking 50 percent of your profits, and they typically the franchisee actually typically owns the uh, the franchisor, excuse me actually owns the um, the, the customers in that case. So, yeah,
2: so you got to be careful which franchise you buy. Obviously, there's some very good ones out there. And there are some smaller ones that you you probably still clear clear of. Right.
4: So like I said, uh, I've recently sold um, uh, three uh, smaller janitorial service companies. Uh, they were all doing uh, somewhere between $200,000 and $400,000 a year gross sales volume, uh, throwing off about uh, $100,000 if they, uh, in, in that ballpark. Right. And they all tend to sell at about that two-time multiple.
2: Right. So you did three deals.
4: Uh, was there financing involved? Um, in most cases, the owner held a small note, maybe a twenty or thirty thousand dollar note, uh, just to keep the buyer um, comfortable that the that the, buyer, that the seller wasn't running away with his money.
2: And, and you, have you seen any uh, guarantees on the clients
4: or they'll replace one or anything like that? It does happen. Um, again, in order to keep the... Uh, at the end of the day, what are we selling? You know, you're, you're selling customers. There's usually uh, very few assets involved, uh, a couple of brooms and mops. Uh, but so at the end of the day, we're selling customers and every now and then uh, it'll be negotiated where if the buyer loses a customer, say within the first six months, The seller needs to replace that customer or give them a discount from the money that's being held in escrow.
2: Great. So uh, we had multiple deals of the week this week, and I really appreciate it, Tom. Tom, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wanted to talk to you about the janitorial industry?
4: Sure. Uh, My email is real simple. It's tom, T-O-M, at tworld.com, or reach me direct at 561-702-6867, anywhere in the world.
2: Perfect. Thanks, Tom. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we are talking about the cleaning industry, janitorial industry, another wonderful service industry that we've seen a lot of people buy and sell businesses and grow. And I have a very special guest. I have my partner, Randy Bring from World Business Advisors of Fort Lauderdale of South Florida here. And uh, he's done a number of businesses in the space and uh, knows it very well, sold to some public companies. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but welcome, Randy. And why don't we just start off about, you know, why we like the cleaning industry.
1: Thanks, Andy. Hello, everybody. I, I am I'm so glad to be here today. <laughs> well, we more than like the cleaning industry. We love the, the commercial cleaning business, uh, especially, and there's so many reasons why I think that as a uh, as an industry category, I probably get more requests for pure service businesses, like a commercial janitorial business. Probably more requests in that space than than anything else, and and uh, and there's a lot of reasons for it. I think um, for an entrepreneurial type of of owner, it's a perfect business. To uh, to to buy one that is open and operating, and then take that business and and um, and and essentially scale it up and and build yourself a, a much much bigger company. Commercial janitorial uh, businesses have seen a, a lot of regular growth, as backed by all the statistics over over the last five or ten or, or fifteen years. The margins are great. And it really is a a, a labor-based type of of business where you're, you're not concerned with uh, with a lot of inventory. typically not a lot of accounts receivable. It's a it's a it's a pure service business where the most successful owners are ones that are are um, are, are able to manage a large group of employees and and at the same time are able to go out into the community and brand themselves as as the best commercial janitorial service in town and and then build their company. So it, it is a huge business
2: here in the United States, and it's not one that's, like, going away anytime soon. We don't have uh, robots
1: doing our cleaning for us yet. So it, it, it is a huge business, right? It really is. In, uh, in 2019, the, uh, the revenues are estimated to be $47 billion in just the commercial side of cleaning. I'm not talking about residential uh, housekeepers. It's strictly commercial cleaning. And surprisingly enough, although there are some major franchise players in the space, uh, Janet King and Coverall and Janpro and, and the Service Masters, all brands that we're familiar with, It's estimated that collectively those franchises have no more than about 10% of the entire $47 billion market. So there's a a significant amount of independent companies that that start so often uh, is the case. They start with one man and a a broom and, and they build their businesses from there.
2: Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of the industry. The the industry itself is growing, and I think it it sometimes comes from uh, litigation and those things. I mean, you really got to keep your place clean now that I- I- in the world of retail and and uh, offices. I mean, uh, you know, the the public is demanding that places
1: be kept clean. So, with, with the industry is growing. Too. Well, well. Of course, that that's absolutely true. I mean, if you have a business where the public is invited to uh, to come in uh, to your business, uh, cleaning is 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 first on on every, uh, on everybody's mind. But keep in mind though that the the commercial side of the space is really segmented. We generally think of office uh, cleaning, high end office buildings. But that really accounts for only about a third of the commercial janitorial businesses. I have a a seller right now, for example, they specialize in education and Mm. cleaning of schools. And so this is uh, a service that uh, the schools, mostly um, uh, private schools, will outsource to a a company like my client's business. And they come in when the kids go home uh, at night and they work overnight getting ready for the next school day.
2: Well, I mean, we've seen that and we've actually worked on a couple of deals. You've worked on a couple of deals and we worked on one that was specialized in the restaurant industry, which was a whole
1: specialty in itself. And you've worked on some others, right? I certainly have. I've, uh, I sold, uh, a business on the west coast of Florida just a couple of years ago. Uh, they were in an entirely different but a very important space, and this is medical cleaning. So this is a specialty that has to do with the cleaning of uh, surgical centers, uh, doctors' uh, offices, um, uh, emergency clinic centers. They, they, their protocol is completely different. Uh, than that which you would normally associate with a commercial janitorial service they use specialized cleansers and and they have a whole protocol to follow and it's a it's a very very important part of um, of commercial uh, janitorial services also sold uh, a few years before that a construction cleaning company which does uh, first tier uh, and, and final construction cleanup such that if a, a building, typically a, a commercial uh, uh, building, uh, has, has been completed, they do the initial cleaning, which gets the building ready for paint and flooring and for final building inspections. And then they do the final cleanup, which gets the building ready to actually be, uh, to be opened up. Uh, to the general public. So there's lots of different segments. all of them are are very, very exciting for uh, for us us business brokers who are are trying to sell them.
2: And again, a lot of them do have uh, the ability to um, sell and be, you know have a decent valuation on them based on their the size of their earnings, right? So it's really an opportunity for companies to get in the business, grow it, and then
1: and really rev up their multiples by building it right. Yeah, I mean if, if you're a if you if you're a salesperson if you're a, if you're an entrepreneur that that wakes up on a Monday morning and says you know what this is the day this is the week when I'm going to go out into my community and I'm gonna I'm gonna add two new accounts I'm gonna add fifty thousand dollars in revenue to my business uh, this year. This is that type of a business. It's so relationship-driven where you can get involved in your community and and successfully brand and market your services to those that could use them.
2: Yeah, so what's your advice to someone wanting to get into the janitorial business or, you know, is it to start out on their own or maybe buy something small?
1: Well, I like the idea— of, of of acquiring perhaps a, a a small but successfully operating uh commercial janitorial business but that advice goes for for any service business that sure. I might be talking hmm. to a buyer about. Uh, the platform is there the, the company has a name, a brand, it has a labor force um it 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 theoretically has some, some accounts with some history behind it, and I would use that as my business school. I would learn as much as I possibly can learn about the business um, by acquiring a small company, and, and then I would, obviously, as a businessman, I'd go on the offensive and I'd begin to build Using that as my basis,
2: yeah, and there's opportunities to build in this business because a lot of people become dissatisfied with their clients,
1: right? Or with their cleaners. A, absolutely, Andy, and 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 that probably is uh, is the is the biggest thing that keeps the owners of these companies up at night. What we know is the old rule that if you're doing a a good job for your Customers in cleaning their, their store or their medical office or their office building, you don't often hear about it. You don't often get that positive feedback. But make a mistake one time in one job, and your customers tend to jump all over you. So um, there is a, uh, a tendency for many of the users of these types of commercial services to jump around a little bit. And I think that that is the one thing that really keeps our owners up at night and keeps them very, very focused. It is all about customer retention. It is all about keeping in touch with and keeping your customers completely satisfied. It's pure service business.
2: Right. And also having a good diversity of customer base, right? We've seen that
1: in some of our listings. Absolutely. I mean, look, we, we as with any business, you, you want a full range of, of customers, you don't want them uh, loaded into one space, one corner of the industry. You certainly don't want any customer concentration. I'd I'd much rather have you know a hundred customers that I'm billing a thousand dollars a month to uh, than ten customers at twelve thousand dollars a month. So you you want to be well diversified, such that if you lose one or two, then then it, it's not going to infect the business. Yeah, but. To kind of wrap this up, it, it's a growing business. No matter
2: what's happening, I mean, there's opportunities to buy. There's opportunities to, to grow through acquisition of clients that are mad at their current cleaners. And
1: then the industry itself is continuing to grow. It, it is growing and is projected to grow a minimum of 15% over the next three years through 2023. And one way that that can be measured is that you can take a look at the companies that supply all of the the goods and the products to our commercial janitorial services. And that's a whole nother business. Yeah, a whole nother business that we could talk about. But they're flourishing and they're doing very, very well. And uh, and there's a reason for it. It's because the people they're selling their products to, the commercial janitorial uh, services, continue to flourish and continue to do well, and they're expected to for many years to come. Wow. Well, that's all great stuff. Randy,
2: if someone wanted to buy, sell, or even franchise their, uh, their janitorial business or commercial cleaning business, how best to get in touch with you? Directly,
1: my cell phone at 561-809-1500. You can always send me an email. My email is simple. It's randy, with a Y, at TWorld.com.
2: Great, great job. Thanks for coming in there and give us, giving us a great overview of, uh, of a huge industry for us. So thank you. My pleasure, Andy. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week.
0: All right. For our listing of the week this week, we have a listing for sale in the janitorial business listed by Al Fiakovich from our Transworld Rocky Mountain office. Al, welcome back to the show.
5: Jessica, thank you so much for having me.
0: So tell us a little bit about this business that you have listed for sale.
5: Sure. No problem. This is a company that does a wide range of services for commercial facilities such as janitorial, floor cleaning, etc.
0: Tell us a little bit about the numbers. So, you know, how much does the business make? What's the SCE? What's the listing price? All that good stuff.
5: So the business does a little shy of $7 million in sales. The SDEs are approximately a little less than a million. And we have the business listed at $3.6 million, also lender pre-qualified.
0: Sounds like a good business. Is there anything that really stands out?
5: Sure. This business has an amazing management team that's been with the company for a while. So great tenure and super sticky clients. This company has been around for over 25 years. Some of the clients have been with them for over 25 years, which is incredible.
0: Well, it sounds like one of those great opportunities that we've been talking about on the show. If someone wants to learn more or inquire, how do they reach you?
5: Sure. You can call the office 720-259-5099 extension 101. Boom.
0: And we'll drop that into the show notes. Thank you again, Al, for joining us on the show.
5: Thank you. Thanks
2: for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com.
0: You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your
3: soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta, keep climbing.